Hey everybody, welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast. This episode is presented by AeroSeal. AeroSeal's turnkey suite of duct sealing and HVAC efficiency energy conservation measures provide three to five year paybacks and are installed by their in-house mobile operations crews throughout the world. Their proven solutions have been utilized by nearly every NAESCO member, providing over $2 billion in energy savings to date. Excited to have them sponsor this episode as well as a number of episodes throughout the year. So on today's episode, we sit down with Mark Fowley. It was an interesting episode to hear about Mark's career journey and how he eventually landed here with Silential Energy in the solar space. Mark walks us through some innovative projects that they're pursuing right now and where he ultimately sees the renewable energy industry heading in the next 10 to 15 years. And of course, we close out the show with Mark's advice that he would give to his 22-year-old self and what ultimately motivates him to get out of bed in the morning. This was just a great time sitting down with Mark, and I'm glad we made this one happen. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to our channel and consider downloading this episode and future episodes. This is really the only way that we can track how many people are listening. So if you're still uh, streaming, I urge you to consider hitting that download button instead. And if you enjoy it, please share this episode with your network and leave a five-star review on our page. Now, we think you're going to enjoy this conversation between Mark and I, so let's drop in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast. Today we're sitting down with Mark Fallahi, who is the Vice President of Business Development and Marketing with Solential Energy. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey Jim, I appreciate it. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we uh, we made the time for this and, and carved it out. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, to get into this. And before we get into Silential Energy, I, I thought our audience could benefit from getting to know you a little bit. So if you could tell us a little bit about uh, your background, where you grew up, and then how you got started in your career. Yeah, glad to do that. Thank you, Jim. So yeah, but I'm a Michigan guy. Uh, Michigan uh, actually attended Michigan State University, and so uh, grew up in Michigan and in, in uh, South Central. Michigan. And, and if you know Michiganders, we always hold our hand up, but I'm not going to do that because this is audio only. Started my career uh, actually uh, in a technology company that got me into Honeywell. So I really started the, my career early on in Honeywell and served in a variety of capacities, uh, sales, uh, sales management, uh, national accounts, branch management, uh, so basically, you know, middle middle management with with Honeywell in the controls industry. So did that for a number of years, and and then uh, had an opportunity to expand into a, a facility, um, a management firm uh, out east. Uh, we were doing a lot of work with FedEx at the time, and so had a, a really good chance to learn about. Uh, talk about a customer-focused organization. That that FedEx experience was invaluable. Taught me a lot of lessons that I that, that I retain today in terms of business and urgency and and customer satisfaction. Also had the you mean FedEx put a lot of pressure on you? <laughs> Fifteen minutes. You know, it's a when, when you were measured. Yeah, we basically were doing all the facility support services. So we were going into the regional sorting facilities, and we were performing all of the outsourced services, electrical, mechanical, uh, conveyor system maintenance, and everything. But we were rated. Our performance was rated on anything that had to do with a plane delay. And so uh, every morning there was a basically a phone call that, that, that you were evaluated or graded every day in terms of your prior day performance. So 
that, that was pretty intense. And, and uh, but that was their business. And so we had to reflect that. I had the chance to start a mechanical contracting company uh, for a family firm uh, that was based in Cincinnati. But I started up the Indiana operation. Uh, and that was a wonderful uh, uh, experience. And then I've also had a chance to work in the ESCO, the energy services field, and most recently, the renewable. The common, the common thread was always working with great people. And so what I found was that my circumstances changed because, because I knew great people that, that basically had recruited me in for new challenges. And so I've been blessed with, with the opportunity to move basically within the industry, but within a lot of different facets of our industry. So it's, it's, it's been very enjoyable. Yeah, that's excellent. So uh, the latest challenge is sitting in front of you here at Celestial Energy. You've been here for about a year. Is that right, give or take? Yeah, yeah. Okay. coming up on the, on the one-year mark. So. Okay. All right. So tell us, uh, for our audience members out there that may not recognize Celestial Energy, tell us a little bit about the company and, and how you guys are going to market today. Yeah, absolutely. It's a Celestial Energy was started back in the early 90s. Interestingly enough, it actually started down in the Virgin Islands. They were doing uh, building out solar uh, down in the uh, USVI. And uh, just because there was a need, you know, the cost per kilowatt hour was very high and they didn't have the infrastructure. And so the build out, the, the initial inception of the company came from there. Uh, but then the, uh, the 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 current owners made the decision that said, well, we want to be more strategic, and 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 they were from the Midwest, and so we decided we we were going to put our footprint in the Midwest. So we're based in Carmel, Indiana. Uh, we're we're a small company, so you know we're we're less than twenty associates. And the way I would position us is that our our history is that we did solar projects, but now we've really evolved into what I would call more larger scale energy development projects. And, and so what's really fun about it is that we're able to leverage the intellectual capital that we have to, to, to provide what I'll call uh, energy, energy associated projects. So uh, what that means is basically we have the expertise to identify and to model um, utility use and history with our customer sets. So then we can make uh, strategic recommendations about how and where they use energy and then apply the, the correct strategies, whether it's a renewable strategy or a generation strategy or a microgrid strategy. Uh, that's what, what where we really see the market going. And so in a sense, we really very much act as a consultative partner with our customers. And out of those three different strategies you're talking about there, I'm just seeing, I'm thinking about how they would pair up with prospective customers. So within those three different strategies, are you seeing anything really specialized or geared towards, let's say, school districts versus uh, utility scale generation versus uh, maybe commercial rooftop projects? So I would imagine you guys do a little bit of everything as it relates to solar projects. But how do those strategies layer over with the types of customers you guys are looking at? Yeah, really good question. So, uh, give you an example. We do uh, what I would call small to medium sized utility scale projects. So, we actually okay. work with utilities, REMCs. And so, part of that is is that as they adopt and develop their renewable infrastructure to support their operations, we're doing that that work. And then, and what that's evolving into now is not just the solar portion, but also adding uh, battery or storage. 
that's a big deal within the even within the utilities because they have to manage their demand uh, cost from their primary suppliers as REMCs, just like uh, end users do in terms of uh, you know normal customers. So we've really got kind of a footprint in there and and, and really understanding that. In the wastewater business, we've we've had a, a quite a bit of success working with uh, local government, particularly on um, uh, on the municipality side in wastewater solutions. And so that's that's important because those are high energy intensive industry, you know, part of the business. It's on the rate side of the of the enterprise, and so it's it's important to communities to provide those services. One, because it's needed, uh, obviously, it's a critical service, but two, it also provides an income stream back to the to the uh, to the cities. And so they need to manage and and make sure that those assets are one, that they're always deployed because they're necessary. And two, that there's that they're operating at a lower cost and uh, and that there's resiliency or backup. So. As an example, one of the things we've got a, a, a project that we have secured with a Midwestern size uh, uh, city involving float of italic. So we're going to have about six and a half megawatts of floating solar on lagoons uh, within uh, for this one customer. Wow. So that's a new venture. Yeah, so it's a really good one. And then. So you're, so you're probably testing your engineering team then. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Loading photovoltaics. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that will be the second largest, I believe, the second largest floating solar uh, uh, project in the country to date. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just, uh, I don't know if I've, I've visually set my eyes on that before. So I'm just trying to picture what that's going to look like and how that's going to be uh, implemented and the, all the infrastructure that's going to go into that. So that's, uh, that sounds pretty neat. Yeah, Mark, I, I guess uh, I'd be curious to get your take on the just the current renewables market, right? You hear so much about a supply chain as it relates to, I would imagine, the products themselves, the solar products themselves. And then, you, of course, you have now you have battery storage getting incorporated into this too, right? So what are you seeing right now, just as far as like your, your vendor management, vendor relationships? Is this something where lead times are just continuing to get pushed out or are things starting to move in the right direction here? Well, yeah, it's a, again, good question. So, yeah, the supply chain has been stressed, you know, uh, some of it uh, COVID related and some yeah. of it just naturally the scale up of the industry. And so uh, but we you know, it's like everything else we are seeing where, where people are rising to the challenge. And, and so the supply chains are normalizing more. Mm-hmm. And so where it was somewhat chaotic maybe a year ago, it's it's starting to 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 kind of settle out, I'll say, mm-hmm. uh, but the, but there there still are some extended lead times. So what I mean by that is that you know for solar uh, delivery panels and and a lot of the equipment, you know, we can still be talking a six month lead time. We uh, where we see the greatest lead time right now is actually on the electrical infrastructure. So you know transformers and in the in the larger iron that's attributed to the larger uh, utility build out. Uh, we're we're still seeing uh, lead times of a year or more, so uh, we're hoping that 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 part that will continue to see production ramp up and those lead times come down. Yeah, and how about the? I guess just the incentives that are coming into play, right? You hear so much about you know different legislative 
acts that have uh, really prompted and, and fueled the renewable energy decarbonization uh, world that we're in right now. So have you have you guys seen that as far as like a headwind right now? Is, is there any uh, or a tailwind rather? Yeah. Any momentum that you're starting to see there that's starting to get customers uh, to get into buy mode? No, absolutely. So the IRA, the uh, what, what was originally billed as the Inflation Reduction Act, and I won't get into the politics of that, but but, sure. but simply to say that there was a lot of incentive within that to support uh, uh, renewable infrastructure build out. And so uh, we're taking advantage of that. Uh, and so what we're doing is we're working both with our customers directly, but also with uh with organizations that are uh, in a financial advisory role with our customers that actually then, how would I say, step us through the appropriate documentation and support to allow them to qualify for the funding. Um, but, you know, when you're talking about uh, large scale development, we're talking about 30 percent or more uh, uh, IRA credits being applied against that. That's a big deal. Uh, the other thing that we're seeing is that there's a there's an active development in the SREC market and international develop development uh, kind of driven by the, the the Paris Climate Accords, which which again is so the best way I could say it is that there's international demand from large polluters, you know the the, the big oil companies and other companies that are recognize as big polluters that are buying these SRECs on the international market. And Mark, so, real quick, uh, just the acronym SREC. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, the renewable, uh, they're, they're solar renewable energy credits, basically. Okay, they're, all right, all right. And so we're able to monetize that. Uh, and, and so there's an inherent benefit, not just the savings attributed to the utility or the energy offset, but now there's other factors that come into play and, and SREX being one of those. Got so, it. so all of that has to be managed and monetized and, 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 and all of that is important in terms of the success of these deals. So Mark, this kind of sets us up for the, uh, the next segment here. I'd be curious to get your take on where you see the industry heading, right? We've covered a lot of ground. And you know, if you were to look out the next 10, 15 years into the renewable solar uh, energy efficiency space. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, that's a really good question. I, I call it creative. I think we're in the mode of creative destruction. <laughs> and so what I mean by that is that that the utility, you know, the, the nature and, the, and how and where we use energy and how we apply energy is very much changing, uh, you know, for, for uh, our customers. And so what that means is that we're starting to see a, a shift, if you will, away from traditional fossil fuels and, and coal and that type of thing now into really uh, utilizing uh, renewable energy and other sources. You know, we're seeing a lot of development. So I think we're in the very early stages of that. And so what that means is that we have to manage both, uh, how would I say, current energy use and sources but then to be able to integrate the new sources within that and, and make it make financial and, and technical sense for our customer sets. So uh, I see increased adoption of, of, uh, of renewable energy, both solar. I think you know, wind is, is, is certainly going to continue to be a big, a big thing. Where we see 
renewed interest now or, or expanded interest would be like in the float of italics because it's it's a market that really is is just now being defined and, and identified. Interestingly enough, I was on the phone this morning with someone that is, how would I say this? They're, they're, they're mining Bitcoin. And so now they're going to buy a tract of land that they're going to essentially put, you know, containers filled with, uh, you know, servers that need power. And so we have to come up with a strategy. This is going to be in a field, you know, out in, in uh in, in the middle of Indiana. And so we have to get power to it and then identify uh, renewable, uh, in this case, probably solar and or maybe some battery or storage to actually power the facility. So it's needs like that. A lot of it's really very customer driven, very creative. And we're and we're re- we're reacting to that. Yeah, I could probably spend a whole nother episode talking about uh Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and everything that's right. There's there's an application for uh, for our industry. I, you know, it's not I, the first I, time I, I've heard I, about that. It's... I, didn't, I didn't have that one quite picked out, and we had to go through it a couple of times. But then once once we understood what the what the customer is looking for, we said, yeah. okay, yeah, we can do that. Okay, all right, very cool, very cool. Well, Mark, uh, you know, I'd be curious to to get your take on these last four questions. They're the same four questions we asked every guest who comes on, and I wanted to lead off here and ask you. What are your daily non-negotiables? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, I think uh, always customer focus. You 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 have to you you have to be uh, uh, you have to put yourself in the shoes of your customer and, and react uh, according to their needs. Uh, always keep positive. You know, positive deal with the change with a positive mental outlook. Uh, and and whoever you encounter in your business or personal life, treat with respect. I mean, those are non-negotiables in my life. Love it. And let's rewind the clock. You're graduating from Michigan State <laughs> University. What advice would you give to your 22-year-old self then? <laughs> I would say, uh, look, uh, stay current. Uh, don't be afraid to go off the track. I can tell you, you know, I've been at, uh, around for a long time. And so uh, uh, in my business experience, sometimes I found that the greatest the greatest reward came from those times that I was actually off a career path and maybe onto something that was a little more interesting or, or I hadn't anticipated and it turned out to be a lot of fun and, you know, did, did very well with it. So, yeah, that's the fun and, you know, work with people and, and remain positive. What motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh, well, I'm, I'm fortunate because, you know, I'm an older guy that's working in a, in a, in a new young business. And so we uh, I'm able to work with some really young, talented folks, uh, you know, engineering and backgrounds. And and so they keep me fresh. Uh, but I, I do have a nose for deals. And and so I think that, you know, the ability to listen and work closely with customers and, and really work to build a cohesive team. That's what we're about here at Silential. Uh, and so we leverage what I would call experience with, with youth and enthusiasm to come up with really great solutions for our customers. So it's, it's that intersection of all of those. It really makes it very, very re- rewarding. And last question here, what do you want your lasting legacy to be? <laughs> so I think that's yeah, a really, yeah, I think, I think at this role, at this point in my career, to be somewhat of a mentor, uh, to bring people, young people into the industry and, and uh, leverage their enthusiasm and, and new and ideas. 
expand on that, be a positive example to them, be a positive example to uh, my own kids, my grandkids, and and uh, you know, and, and live a good and interesting life. So, you know, I have other interests. You know, I'm, I, I I like to sail. I'll be down in the BVI here very shortly on a 44 foot cat that I'll be sailing with some friends. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, and then when I can, I like to I like to scuba dive. So, you know, it's that balance in life, too. Yeah, we got to get you down to like Florida or something. What are you doing in Indiana with these hobbies? <laughs> it's a problem, I know. <laughs> Not a lot of beachfront around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Well, hey, uh, Mark, I appreciate the time, man. This has been great. And uh, thanks for being a guest of the Building Efficiency Podcast. Hey, Jim, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. All right. All right, there you have it. Episode 81 with... Mark Fallahy. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. We hope you're sharing this with your friends and colleagues as well. And one last thing, if you have any future guests in mind from the industry, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you, loyal listeners. So until next time, I'm Jim Schaefer, and we'll catch you on the next episode.